Hello and welcome everybody to episode 94 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that guy over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. Let the Dice Meet the Mat. <laughs> Let the treacle meet the pudding. <laughs> Newsflash, folks, Chris has never seen an episode of Take Me Out. No, I didn't. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. In fact, it's a second Newsflash, there's a, another game show that will be relevant later on in this episode that... I realised I don't know a great deal about either, and I should have done, I think, by the sounds of it. Let the dog meet the bone. Let the cat meet the cream. <laughs> He's only from up the road for, to me. Bolton, isn't it? Bolton. That's is that right, close yeah. to you, is it? About, about 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away. I used to work at a place called Berry, which is next to Bolton. It's not, is, isn't it's not it? They share a council. It's the Bolton Berry isn't Council. Isn't it but, Yes, it is, yes. It's not ber- Berry. <laughs> That's a, a nice light but, summer fruit. It's a Burry. Little known fact for the listeners, and for you, I saw Peter Kay live before he was famous. Did you? Yeah, a little comedy club called The Frog and Bucket around these parts. Amazing. Was he still funny, though? I bet he was. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, actually. it's You know you know sometimes when you see someone and you think, you could kind of sense that there's more. Yeah. You know, there's more to them. I saw We saw Muse live, the band Muse, when they were small, just when the first album came out, and seeing them live, you knew. You knew that they were going to be a big band. I suppose it's a little bit like when people listen to the Ministry of Dice podcast. Uh, yes, absolutely. They know that we're destined for bigger and bigger things, clearly. Bigger and better Dice Masters podcasts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have you ever met Vernon <laughs> Kay? I have not met Vernon Kay. No. Have you not? Because he, he, no. well, he lives in... he lives in Bolton. Is this... Uh, yeah, he's a Bolton lad, that's true. A lot of famous folk from around these parts. Have you ever seen... Episode 94. Have you ever met oh, anyone oh. from Manchester United Football Club or Manchester City? Yes. Both. Would you have a clue who they were? <laughs> I didn't know who they were, no. That's a shame. I was actually I was actually conducting a job interview in the Manchester Hilton. Ooh. And the lad I was interviewing gave a, a dreadful interview. Just clearly distracted, not paying any attention, just gave the possibly one of the worst interviews I've ever had in my life. And afterwards, I was talking to my colleague who was interviewing with me. I said, no, we're not going for this, kiddies. That was an awful interview. And my colleague said, no, we're going to have to bring him back, Chris. You, you've been sat back to back with some guy called Mourinho for the entire <gasps> duration. Jose? Yeah, I, don't, is he, I think he's a big deal around these parts. And apparently the whole team was just like having coffee in their tracksuits <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> In the like in the on the sofas behind us, and the kid couldn't concentrate on the interview. <laughs> what were you like? Do you know Mark Hamill? No, Oof. not interested in talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you aware of the specifications of a lightsaber? No. Well, I don't think <laughs> yeah. you're very important then. <laughs> w- would you like to take the red pill or the blue pill? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only red and blue I'm interested in. <laughs> I like what you did there. That's funny. <laughs> You like that one? Yeah. yeah, I've used that one before, actually. That's a repeat joke, but new to you. Yes, very good. <laughs> we'll steal that one, though. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and there's, I've definitely had United players around and about in the same pub as me and stuff, and I've not known, and people have been doing the old, is that? Is that? I'm like, no, I don't know. That's exciting. I nearly got punched in the face by Carlton Palmer. Okay. Which was back in the nineties. This will be a very select few people that are listening now that will be interested in this story. However, I will continue anyway. Carlton Palmer was a professional football player, played for Saints during the end of his career after he was good, and he was very famous for being very, very tall, a little bit like Peter Crouch. 
anyway, so I bowled up to him as a 17-year-old underage drinker in a, uh, a nightclub, stood back to back with him whilst he was at the bar uh, with other football players, did the thing where you like do height, do you know, when you wave your head, hand above your head over mine and his heads, I went, boys, boys, I'm taller than Carton Palmer, check this out, you want to believe that? Of which he was very angry about. But on the flip side, I was still bigger than him, so I didn't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. No problem. Dice Masters. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to look him up. Yeah, Dice Masters. Well, I was going to say episode 94 now, man. Ooh, we're, we're what, six we're, episodes away? Yeah, creeping up. Well, technically only four episodes away. But numerically six episodes away. Yeah, Numbers, maps, absolutely. facts. So, so we really are going to have to knuckle down and start putting some thoughts into... What we're doing this year, are we going to forego the birthday celebration to do a 100th episode celebration? Or are we not going to do the 100th episode and do a birthday celebration? And what could we do for these celebrations? What ideas are there? You know, Still so. three months away, though. We've got time. Well, yeah, but if we, as we have observed, like usual habits will, would dictate that if we keep saying, oh, it's still this far away, it's still this far away, it will be next week before we know it. That's <laughs> <laughs> three months to be fine. All right, fair enough. Yeah, well, that's exciting. Nearly up on a hundred episodes. Maybe we can get like surely a by that by guest celebrity on a guest celebrity. All right, well, let's see what we can do. Wait, you you go on that website. Hey, let me... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We get Barry from EastEnders. No, no, not that website. The the, the other website, folks. <laughs> Barry from EastEnders. Yeah, Pat Sharp. Pat Sharp. <laughs> oh, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, that surely must put us in the longest running Dice Masters podcast territory by then. Must do, surely. Four years, 100 episodes. Yeah. Who knows? <sighs> Who knows? But yes, Dice Masters. And we've got some Dice Masters stuff that we want to talk about in this episode. But before we do, as always, we like to do a little bit of a review of our last two weeks. So I'll ask you, my man, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Ooh, well, 10 in 10, very much still a big thing coming into the ministry of dice presents dice masters which as we record is the weekend coming as you listen is the weekend just gone and what yes. an amazing event it was i hope you all enjoyed it as much as <laughs> i did well on that on that note we'll, we'll do a a 10 in 10 review special but it will be we're slightly out of sync so it'll be our next episode along yes we will and so i've been tinkering and thinking and practicing with the team over the last fair number of weeks on the youtube if you want to check that out and decided that my team is a bit pants so i've pretty much just ditched it and started again oh no well that always bodes well the week before an event it's it's you know if if you if you've ever read how to win a um what was the uh, whiz kids what's the events called oh, God, i can't remember what they were called WKO. WKO, yeah. How to Win a WKO by uh, Mike Plum. Lovely man. Uh, that's, that's the first thing on the list is build a team, practice it, do your 100 games, ditch it, start something new the day before. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Best practice, without a doubt. <laughs> All the greats do that. <laughs> In every game, not just that. Exactly, <laughs> it's the SOP. So on stream tonight, then, am I am I to expect just getting like Godcatcher slapped or something? <laughs> expect the unexpected. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I've made a new team for you to play against tonight as well. So that's 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 my Dice Masters in, in a nutshell. Other than that, it's been a busy week. I can't remember if I told you about my my skip in Mod... You did tell me about your Was skip, that in, yeah. like, MOD or Mod Extra? 
No, you sent me a photo and told me about it. Ah, uh, so I've got to skip. I'm sure on one of the episodes, it might have been the MOD, it might have been my extra, I can't remember. Uh, the one that people listen to or the one that people don't listen to. Uh, so I filled that over the weekend and that took ages and like my body died. Like seriously, <laughs> just uh, sat doing nothing for over a year in my house to doing physical exercise. Uh, like I was out, I was out for the absolute count we're recording on Wednesday and I did a Saturday. I did quite a bit and ended up in bed at uh, half past seven. Uh, Sunday, I, I did the, the pretty much all of the garage, which was a flipping nightmare. That that meant I was in bed by eight yesterday. No, Monday, in bed by eight. Tuesday, uh, a little bit later, I think I made it to half eight. <laughs> and uh, and I'm back and up and running today. Javier's been texting me going, Apex. I'm like, mate, I'm in bed. And he's like, huh? And then the next day, Apex. No, mate. I'm in bed. And he's like, whoa. Still in bed. <laughs> seriously, what's up with you? So that's pretty much taken all of my time up. So I've not done much in the way of uh, gaming. Have invested in Harry Potter Uno. Very excited about that. Right. That's for our holiday. Yeah, that's tactical depth up. there. Um, it's a family favorite. Uh, and with all my clearing out that I have done, I have uh, sorted out a little board gamey cupboard uh, now for our lounge, which is quite exciting. Ooh. However, the board gamey cupboard is a family board gamey cupboard, so it's not going to think exciting or things that I'd want. Dirty, sticky hands to be all over, so it's got like Trivial Pursuit, Battleships, all that kind of stuff. But Have you tried Dobble? I've not tried Dobble. There's a Harry Potter version of that now. Is it good? Dobble? Well, it's, it's the same as Dobble. Bobble or Dobble? Is it a bit like it's, Uno and that lot? No. In the same what theme? As in it's... it's it, yeah, it's lightweight yeah. and family-friendly. Yeah. Just like us. Indeed. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, your chair. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. The chair squeaks. <laughs> chair like a haunted house door. And there you go. There's a nice story about my skip. There you go. Thank you very How much. How about you? Enlightening. How about me? Uh, so yeah, ten in ten. I, I mean, I'm I'm not planning on playing in the MOD PDM this coming Saturday, just so I can stay on top of the admin. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I have been building teams to help you out with practicing against uh, a few things. I'm observing a few things. I'm noticing is that the control in Infinity Gauntlet is so attractive and so strong that you almost immediately eliminate any potential to do Infinity Gauntlet win conditions. Ooh. So, you know, the minute you start looking at your Spider-Mans, your Typhoid Marys, your Draxes, Pip the Trolls, Angelas, you know, the removal and, uh, you know, your Black Widow energize and stuff, you fill up your Infinity Gauntlet slots on the team and therefore you're then eliminating the possibility of going for Thor teams or whatever, which I think is curious. It's curious. So that's one thing I've noticed. Uh, but what I have enjoyed is looking back, I got a bit fed up. Like, I did a God Catcher team for you, so you knew what that looked and felt like. I did a Thor team, so you knew what that looked and felt like. And then I started playing around with the Danny Moonstar Spider-Man stuff because I knew that that had been popular at the Virtual Worlds. But I got a bit bored of it. Like, like A-game a stuff is boring. True um, that. So I quite, enjoyed, I quite enjoyed this week to sort of reaching back and looking at some older win conditions or small team lists that I had on my Dice Coalition team builder and going, oh, do you know what? I've not, I've not, had, I've not done anything with that that one but i love that card so let's have another go at that one and see if there's anything new and outside of the 10 in 10 context i have sort of enjoyed reappraising some older win conditions 
with Infinity Gauntlet cards and going, oh, you know, there's there's possibly a thing there. Maybe maybe I should try that out. So, do you think it's because the A A game win cons are boring at the moment, or do you think it's just A game in general? Because we played a lot of games when we were practicing for what 2018 nationals we played the same teams your knobby team and my dum dum duggan team which i still to this day say that that is an a grade team <laughs> like, a lot and didn't really get bored do you think it's because the wing cons are different and a bit boring because they're all quite smashy facey or is it just because there isn't anything to aspire to in regards to national tournaments or well, that's else? an interesting Interesting question. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, yeah, the, like the practicing the Nobby team, or when I was practicing my Iceman team for Euros, that I suppose there was more of an end game, you know, a, a goal. Yeah. So that could be a contributing factor. I, d- I don't know for sure, but I couldn't rule it out. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've always everybody knows who listens to this. We we are much more fans of taking the casual approach, and I think even though we put a bit of prizing on for the MOD PDM, it's certainly not the height of competitive. We don't want it to be the height of competitive kind of gameplay action. And so, yeah, there is something about, I don't know, it just feels like a bad fit, you know? Mm, yeah. So, oh but I don't, I mean, like Thor is, I should be all over that, really. Yeah. Thor as a win condition. Uh, but I just wonder if my hunger for playing the game in, a, in any sort of competitive way has started to wane increasingly over the years. I'm looking forward to a big event again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like a proper weekend away event where it's it's obviously all about the, the gameplay but it's also about the the evening and the beers and the natter and the break and all that kind of and you know looking forward to it and getting ready for it i'm looking at this i mean i can't think it's probably not gonna be for a while and we didn't even have one last year no, no. not last year the year before or even the year before that yeah flipping neck so uh we'll see but that was just a thought yeah interesting one interesting so yeah, that's that's really been the main focus of my dice masters these stuff, just tinker around with ten and ten. And then I started building an adventurer team. Good man. Which at this at this moment in time I don't really know why I'm building an adventurer team. I've just been instructed to do so. So Yes. I'm doing this as I'm told. Something very exciting <laughs> coming to our YouTube streams or our Twitch streams, uh, I should say, that go then onto the YouTubes after our ten and ten gorging ourselves in 10 and 10 action we will be looking at something a lot more fun and lighter incorporating an event an adventurer's team hmm. so i've been working on that too and that's that's been about that's been about it for dice masters really oh except for one other thing but we're going to talk about this a bit more later in the episode uh, i've been on a massive trading mission i've been trading cards and swapping cards like a maniac because i've just recently realized that I'm not all that far off a complete set. How exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. So uh, I think I'm probably only about 100 cards short, which I think in the grand scheme of things is pretty good. Yeah, really good. Although one of those cards, I believe, is Serena. Oh, yeah. Don't even start. That's, I think, there will be some aspects of this. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to get my hands on a Constantine Hellblazer in foil. Or a Jubilee Morat either. So Well I can leave you mine when I die if you want. Okay. Yeah, that'd be that'd be I'll nice. write it in my will. It's because it's pretty inevitable that you will pass away before me. <laughs> Again, I'll refer you to the chair. Yeah. And the fact I can't move things from one place in my house to a skip outside the front of my house without killing or half killing myself. 
<laughs> without having to sleep it off for two yeah. days. <laughs> so, you know, consider it yours. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, the fatbacks are going to be a bit of a struggle as well. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit more about the idea of uh, trading cards and secondary markets as one of our uh, sort of subjects for discussion this week. But uh, and some folk, I think there's cards out there possibly that people are sitting on hiding away. There's definitely the the old arts arenas came out to the it was the nationals in the US 2015. And also in the UK in 2015. Now, there's a lot of players in 2015 that aren't playing anymore over here and over there. So there's definitely some old art serenas just sat the back of a cupboard somewhere yeah, waiting I think for so. you. Yeah, uh, but we'll we'll revisit that subject, particularly old art serenas, uh, in the segment, shall we? Because there's some talk about yeah perceived value. If, if there is anyone out there with a old art serena that is looking to uh, offload it, then do let us know. Yeah, offload it at you know, at a price that... A reasonable price. Yeah, you know, that I couldn't buy a high-end telly for, you know what I mean? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, that's been going on. And then in the in the non-Dice Masters space, uh, a little bit of Xboxy stuff. I've been trying... The Game Pass is brilliant, man. <laughs> the Xbox Game Pass is really good. And I just try a new game out every couple of days on there for <laughs> and giggles. Oh, this is Beep it. not mod extra. Yeah. Um, so I tried out this like City of Sin sort of prohibition gangster kind of thing, which is a sort of a strategy game that looks interesting at this point. I don't know how long it'll how long I'll stick it with. Um, and me and the lad have started playing Rocket League. Oh, that is infuriating. <laughs> it is, yeah, I agree. But my son's enjoying it, and we've been doing Super Mario three uh, D World as well. Ooh, on, the, cool. on the switch yeah so quite a bit of console stuff going on around these parts recently uh not much board gamey stuff though oh, rocket league though oh it's easy so easy yet so hard indeed my son is indeed, amazing at it i am an absolute spanner at it there's something it doesn't it doesn't conform to your usual first person shooter kind of way of operating does it no it's too, it's, it's too fast for my old reflexes <laughs> Just like Apex. <laughs> Just like life. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's all i got to offer. It's been pretty quiet. I've had real life stuff getting in the way of my nerd life at the minute. Yeah. Bookshelves and the like. Bookshelves and the like, indeed. Yeah. And work. So <laughs> work. that's just the way it is. Right. Well, 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 well. What's on the episode this week? Well, on the subject of trading, um, we are going to move into a segment where we're just going to have a bit of a chat about the idea of trading, trading cards, uh, where to go to express interest or share trade lists, those types of things, What some of the etiquette around it, I suppose, uh, buying of cards, all that kind of stuff. I don't know, wherever it takes us, really, but we just thought because it's something that I've been really actively doing lately, it might make for a nice little discussion and somebody might find something useful in there. And then for our second segment of the episode, Andy's been in his Q branch, putting a little bit, tinkering away, putting a little bit of something together for uh, some more classic Ministry of Dice quiz action. It'll be a lot, lot of fun. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, and with those two segments, especially now looking at like the recording on this intro, that should bring us to the conclusion of the episode. So should we crack on with it, Mama? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, on to the next segment then. Yes, welcome back then, folks. So as we mentioned in the intro there, this segment we're going to talk about trading and set completing and buying cards and 
all that good stuff about you know building up your collection. And the reason this is on the forefront of my mind, as I've just said, is that, well, to put it into context, I've just recently done a big sort out of my cards. I've not done the dice yet. I know there's some people out there who are waiting for me to sort the dice out because <laughs> <laughs> they're on a promise for him. I've not done the dice yet, but I've done the cards. And so I've been through... All the mountains of cards hanging around, started filling in gaps in my binders. Also sorted out the pile of ever-accumulating like regular-use cards. Yeah. And sort of started putting them properly away, especially stuff that's golden. And I'm not not actually regularly using them as much anymore. And as I was kind of going through, I was starting to realize that the gaps were getting, you know, smaller and smaller and smaller. So I did a bit of a Google sheet thinking, right, let's get a trade list done. Did a bit of a Google sheet, and uh, I'm now somewhere in the region of around 100 cards left to get, maybe less than that. Wow. Um, but yeah, it just got me thinking about it. Like, you know, we I don't think trading gets talked about much. I don't think it's a conversation that we've particularly had in the past on the podcast, and um, it's, it's just something that's very fresh and at the forefront of my Dice Masters experience right now because it's something I'm doing. Yeah, definitely. After it, when I first fell into this game, uh, it was high on my list of priorities to get every card from the set for, that I started on, which was Age of Ultron, and then backtrack into all the other sets that had come out in the past. And I have got, I think, pretty much every card from AVX up to probably Age of Ultron. Yeah, I think. Oh, well done. Um, I'm missing a rare Stargirl from Justice League and maybe the... Maybe the super rare Starfire, but I think right. that's about it. Everything else, other than those chase kind of full art zombie ones, I didn't. I got the normal zombie ones, but not the chase full arty ones or Black Lanterns. And I was well into it, like hunting, scrounging. I didn't really do a tr- lot of trades, but I did buy a lot of singles to kind of fill in the gaps uh, after you know splashing out on however many gravity feeds and still needing like the odd one, <clears throat> but. I'm not that bothered anymore. No, well, I think it's it's, it's important to point out really that to to have a good game of Dice Masters, you don't need all that big a collection, and you certainly don't need to be chasing a lot of a lot of super rares or hard to find cards to get good playable you know, win conditions and good control cards and sort of like in fact some of the most famous most prevalent cards in the past have been from starter sets and things haven't they yes you think of things like guy gardner and bard yeah yeah and i must admit that it i think it's only because i've just recently sort of done this sort out and made that list and i've realized that actually i'm really quite close to the finish line that i want to go for it i, I wouldn't i don't think i would have done if i have really it's it's a happy accident you know i've just sort of had a big sort out and gone yeah i've actually done (laughs) you know i've collected well over the years and i seem to have got myself into a a pretty decent space but i wouldn't say you know we're not bringing up trading or talking about this idea of completing sets because we think that there's a need to and and that's probably why you've not felt so bothered about it because you've been able to make teams and play both competitively and casually having a lot of fun without a complete set yeah also i mean it's been it's been a while um we had all the campaign boxes where we didn't have to think about chasing for any singles uh, or the like uh the sets before that which i think were thor and tomb of annihilation i just bought a uncommon common rare set and, yeah and then sure. didn't, didn't have to bother about the chasing or the finding uh because i don't think draft packs 
gives the same buzz as it does for the 99p two-card foil pack. Okay. I mean, that's horses for courses. And some... Yeah, it's a tenor. It's a bit more of an investment, isn't it? A tenor's like a note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you sure. You feel a bit more guilty <laughs> about throwing a tenor down on a box of, of, of 12 <laughs> cards, less so much like whatever's in your pocket. Like I used to walk into my uh, game shop and literally like rummage in my pocket, pull out the change, and there'd be like three or four quid there. Go, I'll have three or four. And he'd go, cool, chuck another one in there, mate. I go, oh, cheers. And then and then walk out. And it there was less guilt to doing that than rummaging in my wallet for a, yeah. for a cardboard pack. that You just flip open and the cards are already there. There's no like ripping or anything else. Yeah, I can see that. I think I'm just, uh, I like the fact that, that you know, you're not getting bent cards and, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And the waste, less waste. Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's very good and practical reasons, <laughs> but um. <laughs> but still, um, I don't think I, I think that you make a good point there that the collector's boxes. I mean, we're on the record as saying we prefer the collector's box, the LCG style system. That we're not a fan of the chase necessarily, which I suppose is ironic considering what I'm saying now about trying to trade my way into a complete set. But I think what collector's boxes did do is sort of killed the trading scene. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I had a quick look online when you, when we discussed talking about this, and when I was searching for those those little single nuggets where I was trying to find, you had eBay was full, or well, not full, but you, yeah. that, you, the majority of cards were on there, apart from say some of the very rare super rares, and um, there were websites. There was Firestorm cards. There was uh, Barney's one which I can't remember. Yeah, the CCG, CCG social. social. And that's just the two I can remember. There's sure there was other ones. Uh, Big Orbit. Big Orbit. Uh, Chaos. Chaos Cards had a big old single section. Yeah, yeah. So you could buy or trade your way into what you were looking for. I mean, Big Orbit particularly, and I know there's uh, they're just an example here in the UK, but I know there's worldwide examples. You would literally send in your swaps, and then they'd give you a credit voucher, and then you'd use it to pick up the gaps. Um, but even, even further to that, I just don't think the trading scene if you were to trade player to player, is as strong at the minute either. Now, some part of that might be because this year I've not been down at my local store. Obviously, I used to do a lot of trading yeah. in amongst the play group that I met with every week. But I think, you know, when you post, a, I see people posting lists saying, oh, here's my trade list. And it tends to be the same handful of people circling those trade lists, m- me being one of them right now. Um, there's no, It's not a, a, a wide scene. Whereas I seem to remember back in the day, there was a lot of trading about so i suppose one thing that i'd like to see or would encourage is that you know get don't be afraid of going onto facebook or discord going to the trade and sales channel on discord or going onto the dice masters for sale or trade and saying i'm looking for this the worst that can happen is no one replies you know true story yeah you just got to kind of dive into that space because i think the with draft packs now being a thing we've obviously got infinity gauntlet which is a blind product. We have uh, Dark Phoenix Saga, maybe <laughs> on the scene soon, or not soon, but certainly coming on the scene. I think still, perhaps, <laughs> definitely, but maybe. You, you know, it's. I think reinvigorating the the trading aspect of that would be healthy for the game right now. And I've been one thing I've found is a, is it's been a struggle. So in my new vision of a fully complete set. In my in my new life goal, 
I've just gone to the people I know who are regular traders, that small pool of people that I see circling around trading a lot and said, here's my list. Is there anything we can do? And you know, we have managed to do some deals and things. So yeah, I think there might be something about reinvigorating the, the sort of trading that's going on. Yeah, I think if, I mean, we've had Infinity Gauntlet just come out, but I think if we had a few more big sets and got a bit more interest, we can get back into stores. I'm sure it will. I don't know if we'll see singles market again, but like for sales but certainly trading i can see kind of enlivening and people getting their excel skills back on the go and <laughs> filling in all their different spreadsheets and sending them over so it's all google sheets nowadays mate it's all google sheets now What's that? it's a excel but in a shareable cloud so you can just post your list and go this is what i have this is what i'm looking for that sounds complicated i barely use excel let alone some shareable cloud what? thing True story, true story. Well, one thing I do see knocking around is whole, you know, people selling up. Uh, you know, you get the, the people cropping up saying, oh, it's been sat on a shelf, not been using it, looking to get rid, downsizing, moving out, whatever, you know, all the various reasons. Yeah. Um, but people are generally keen to offload a whole collection. And so they're looking for large lump sum sales. And I don't think we've got quite enough new player momentum right now behind the game yeah that there's enough people out there going oh i'll buy a whole collection or the new players that are about are interested in the game because it's a budget game to begin with yeah i I think that will when when i first started i did do that and but it wasn't an exorbitant amount of money i can't remember it might have been like just over 100 quid and i got a load of stuff like three or four sets not complete sets but the backbone of a set uh so that you know a gravity feed or a gravity feed and a half or so of of cards from each set to kind of fill in and they i had most of them mm. but it's, you know it's got to be at the right price and where they brought in rotation and modern and golden it would depend on who's playing what if golden was the thing or you know example 10 and 10 no 10 10 we did it was modern but more casual global escalation gold, yeah golden escalation global escalation golden escalation one of them <laughs> Uh, you know, if there's pl- players around playing with the older sets, then I can see it being worthwhile to, to spend a bit and getting a load of stuff and then, you know, having your collection built by someone else and you just bought it ready to rock and roll. But, you know, if they're not going to be used, I mean, how often... I mean, we play loads of old stuff, but we rarely delve back into the depths of UXM or War of Light, do we? No, although, yeah, maybe we should, but you're right. Uh, there was someone on Reddit the other day who was saying, I'm looking at selling my collection. Has anyone got any advice? And I sort of put a reply on there saying, well, look, what you've got to appreciate right now is that wholesale collections, they do go occasionally, but it's actually collectors who are looking for specific cards who are out and about looking to make purchases. And so you you might get lucky. It's a right place, right time kind of thing. But actually the secondary market for sale of cards is much more... People want to select and fill gaps. Yeah, you know. I mean, we we did a thing a while ago, didn't we? The um, you know, share share the wealth idea. We did, um, which kind of did all right. You know, people were sort of trading trading around cards. I mean, I give stuff away. I just say give me the postage, you know. You know, mm. but there's if you're out there and you're listening and you're sitting on a binder of cards that you're not using, then get in touch. Share the wealth, <laughs> especially share especially wealth, if it's yeah. super rare. Oh, Art Zarina. 
Yeah, well, Super Rare Art Serena is an interesting phenomenon because she is by far and away the highest priced card. There have been a few crop up and I've I've made tentative inquiries and the asking price has just been too much for me to justify. In fact, there's a couple right now of cards that I just don't think uh, there will be a point in this collection where I'll be able to say I've got complete main sets, but I'm never, I can't see an Art Arts Arena or a, you know, a foil jubilee how much is an alt arts arena go for these days well um a recent inquiry i made with someone they asked for 150 bucks what's that in real money uh, about 120 quid yeah nah <laughs> well that's it i mean that's that's two countertop displays from uh zatu games isn't it you know what i mean yeah and then you if you if you, you add the the postage you add the customs uh it's uh it's a could be a big chunk more yeah, I mean, I think there may be someone gone for closer around the $100 mark, maybe. I'd be interested to know, actually, just sort of curious to know what the kind of highest card sale has been. I know uh, Alt Art Foil, multiple men, you know, you wouldn't be able to trade up to one of them. It would be a cash purchase, and I think they go for quite a bit. Boom Boom, Jubilee from last year's championship events, or the year before even now. 2019 it would have been yeah um i think they they go so there's going to be a point where i'm going to struggle i think but yeah there's something about perceived value there because certainly they're rare they were awarded only at specific events that you know the the distribution isn't as wide so that's where the perceived cash value of it is coming from but if they're not going sold then perhaps there's an argument to say well they're not worth that then it's not worth that but then people are sitting on them until they can get that price for them, I think. You know what I mean? So I think there's people who've been who tried to move them on. Or there are people who are paying that much for a card, yeah. which, you know, I suppose if you've got it, flaunt it. <gasps> my, my, my motto. <laughs> In fact, wasn't that a little known fact for the listeners? Ooh. I think if you've got it, flaunt it was actually Andy's drag review show. Wasn't that the name of your drag review show, the one that you took on World Tour? It was Kitty McVitie. <laughs> if you've got Kitty it, McVitie, you've got it, yeah. flaunt it. That's it. People used to call you Kitty Cat. <laughs> 2012 to 2014. Yeah. Yeah, those those were heady times for you, man. Heady times. Clacton's top drag act. <laughs> True story. <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Something about super rays. See, Thanks, I've bought, I've spent too much on a card in the past, but it was for a specific tournament or event, or even though I did end up not using it, I might have used it. So I, I bought it because uh, at the time I thought I definitely need this. I can't, I can't go without it. Oh, how much is that? Oh, bloody hell. Okay. Oh, that was easy to, <laughs> to do on my phone. And then it turned up on my doorstep and my wife doesn't know any different. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, without that kind of incentive, I'm not sure if I'd do it again. No, and and that's an interesting point as well because like the stuff that's on the list now on my on my wants list, there's only a very small handful of cards that I think are in there where I'm going, oh, that might be nice to play with. I'm not looking for anything, you know. I've managed to trade previously, or just I, I mean, I'm generally quite lucky with bo- <laughs> with blind products. I've generally done quite well. There's only really Ronin in the past that I've ever actively sought because I wanted to play with it. Um, so, yeah, there's something about, 
you know how passionately I want to go for this completing the sets because the the list of cards in there that make it you know I could make teams out of some of them and be like oh that'd be a nice team to have a go at but as you rightfully mentioned before they're golden a lot of the ones that I need and so the opportunity to play with them is less broadly speaking anyway and they're not they're not ones that I've particularly been I'd have probably got laid my hands on them if I was like I really want to make a team out of this card you know yeah, although saying that, my my complete AVX is one of my prized possessions of all time. Well, yeah, I mean that's the weird thing is that I've now got this kind of strange desire to have the satisfaction of a complete set, even though I'm not really someone who generally has that collector. Well, I do have the collector urge, but the completionist urge. I don't yeah. generally have the completionist urge, so it's it's kind of funny that this has happened to me. But I mean, the, this is the game that I've loved above above all else. So I suppose maybe that's why makes sense. Yeah, and just out of interest, Chris, where would people find your trade list? Uh, where is it? It's on Discord, although it's a bit buried. So I'll, re- I'll maybe I'll repost it or put a link in the show notes or something. If anyone is interested in taking a look at what my uh, my haves and wants are right now, although it needs a bit of updating because I've already done some trading this week that have got me a bit closer to the finish line. Uh, but if you if if just if you're broadly interested in getting stuck in in trading, there's uh, Dice Masters Unlimited. There are people making trade and sale posts in there. There's also a a facebook group which is actually called dice masters traders which might be nice to see that reinvigorated a little bit and then the dice masters online discord has got a trades and sales section um which and that's a nice place because you can get into a bit more kind of active conversation there about trading and things so those would be my recommended places to go in terms of secondary market buying i think that's pretty quiet i mean i wouldn't even bother with ebay much at the minute no it's always good to search Mm, yeah and if you do don't forget to use the ministry of dice affiliate link on britrollersix.com please do and when you search search card character name and subtitle it's the best way of finding the cards there's a little tip little tip from me to you from back in 2016 (laughs) which is probably still hugely relevant (laughs) obviously is ebay still a thing uh well i don't think you can get a bargain on ebay anymore no it used to be like a car boot now it's more like a shopping center yeah, although I did get a good bargain actually recently. Now, I, I retract my statement because I did get a good bargain. Uh, some of you may have been watching the Mod Extra unboxing videos and I managed to pick up a Gentle Giant Marvel animated Thor for like a quarter of the retail price. Wow. Which I was very pleased about. Yeah, There you go. All right. We- yeah, so let's wrap that one up there. Uh, by all means, get in touch. Let us know what, what have your experiences been with trading. How close are you to completing sets? Are you a completionist or are you a bit more like Andy, just really interested in getting your hands on the stuff that you want to play with and that'll do you? Uh, I think it's uh, an interesting subject and one that we may revisit. You still there? Yeah, I thought that was quite a nice ending, so I kept quiet. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll end it there then. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, welcome back then, folks. And I'm going to hand you straight over to Mr. England there. It's his Q branch segment, and he's going to take us through it. Hello, love. <laughs> Hello. It's not Andy. <laughs> it's Scylla here. <laughs> I think there's probably only about 10 people who will know who you're referencing there. I'm here. Hello, Scylla. Hello. And it's time for a very, very special surprise for you. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> We're going no, to turn one. back time and have a nice game of blind date. <laughs> <laughs> 
Except it's not blind date. No, of course it's not. It's blind dice. <laughs> can we get a theme tune? Would you, yeah, I can put one in. Where do you want it now? Mm, now. I don't know if it feels right now. Hang on, give it a sec. Do it now. No, I'm going to do it now. Now. Nah, not, not, not now. <laughs> now. Fine. <laughs> okay, then, Chris, if you'd like to take a seat down, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much, Silla. I've got a very special treat for you. I've got three very lovely cards behind this screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to ask, let you ask three questions. Okay. And then... I'll let you pick one for your date, and then I also want to let you to let me know what cards you think they are. You've met them before. They're lovely. Are you still doing a scouse act? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't I want know. want chicken either. and a calachoch. That's better. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, okay. I, I fully un- understand the instructions. Okay. <laughs> well, that's lovely. We're going to have a Laura Laura fun love. That's better. You can do the Laura Lauras while you're well, that's about it. Okay. Well, they're, they're ready for you. So if you'd like to start with question number one. Okay. And then... Do, do I do I pick which card contestant I'm asking? You've got one, two, or three. Who would you like to ask this one to first? Let's start with number three. Oh, number three. Okay. What's your question, okay. dear? So card number three. I like to kill my opponents with spammy direct damage strategies. How would you help me spam my opponent to death? <laughs> direct damage. I, I could do my bit. But if you choose me, I'd rather crush your opponent. Right. Okay. That was supposed to be an Irish accent. I could tell. Could you? I could. I could. <laughs> Only because I think I've already clocked the card. Uh, same question to contestant number one, please. Hello. 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 <laughs> I may not be into direct damage, but I am direct. If you choose me, I'd certainly buff you and your friends. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. And the same question to number two, please. I'm literally the queen of direct damage. If you ping me, pick me, I'll ping my way to your heart. You'll ping your way to my heart. Oh, Silla, okay. balls that up. Oh, don't you worry, love, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Okay, any ideas? Any ideas? Have you got a few ideas? I've got some thoughts, yes, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, Laura, Laura, ideas, I betcha. Okay, question number two, Chris, when you're ready. Okay, question number two, and I'll start with contestant number one this time, please. (laughs) Contestant number one, there is nothing more satisfying in a game of Dice Masters than an epic climactic finish. What does your perfect game end look like? Hello. (laughs) 
I love a group climax. To me, there's nothing better than going over the line with others. Oh, that's a lovely okay, answer for number one. Same question to number two, please. For me, I like to take control. I like to use my actions to finish you off before you get a chance to do anything. And number three, please. I'm a big, cheap, girly, so I am. But I usually climax on my own. <laughs> oh, that was lovely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas. Oh, that's nice. Right. Question number three. Yeah. Question number three, then. I like to take my time over things and make a game of Dice Masters a long, fulfilling, and pleasurable experience for both players involved. How would you do this? Oh, and who would you like to direct that question to? Let's start with contestant number two, please. Question number two. Excuse me. Um, Although I like to get in tune with my opponent... I will often finish quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. And contestant number one, please. Hello. 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 Oh, dear. I prefer it quick and fast. Anything longer than five minutes is too long for me. (laughs) And again for contestant number three, please. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I'm an... An in and out kind of girl myself, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think we're skirting the lines very closely today. <laughs> I think there's probably less okay. innuendo in this than there was families watching Blind Date back in the 80s. <laughs> true story, true story. Okay, that's my questions then. I get three, don't I? You do, you do, <clears throat> you do. Uh, let's go over to Graham for a quick reminder. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, true Mr. Six, who is number one? She'll buff you up a treat and your friends, but don't expect her to last that long. Or number two, she's in tune with you, but will she get a chance to do anything? Bef- will you get a chance to do anything before she's pinged your heartstrings? Or is it number three? She's big, she's cheap, and she's wham, bam, she'll finish herself off on her own. The choice is yours. So, do I have to pick one, or am I supposed to guess what they are? Uh, pick well, the, pick one first, and then guess. All right. Well, I'll, I'll pick contestant number one. Okay. Uh, more importantly, and I'll stop doing the voices now because my throat's hurting. Um, <laughs> who, right. Who did you think number one was? Is Bl- Black Widow? Widow's bite. Oh. Oh. Your clues were. Uh, not into direct damage, but yeah. she'll buff you and your friends. Yeah. Loves to go over the line with others. Yeah. And likes it quick and fast. Yeah. It wasn't Black Widow. Oh, no. It was the one and only half-elf bard. Oh. The, okay. the most obvious choice for any quiz show doing Dice Masters. Uh, well, sure. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, conceptually, I would think I was in the right ballpark, but... Yeah. But you were wrong. Indeed. Indeed. Number two. Is number two a super rare Yuanti? Let's find out. 
I am. I'm super rare, you auntie. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. Yay. And her clues were she's in tune uh, and she likes to use her actions to finish off before any, you've even had a chance to have a go yourself. Mm. Oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And then number three. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know. This one was really, really challenging and uh, I've struggled. No. <laughs> it's Becky Lynch made nine. It's Becky Lynch. <laughs> And her clues were she's big and she's cheap and she likes to finish off on her own because you don't need anything else. <laughs> well, maybe a, maybe some ringside announcer globals. Maybe. <laughs> well, there we go. That was fun. So I'm going out. I'm going out on a date with the half elf bard. You are. Well, you you be good. you'll be right for some music. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he can he can play me a tune. Is it a he? I thought oh. half elf bard was a she. No. Oh, interesting question. And that's the I question we'll thought. put to you, listeners. And uh, the poll <laughs> will be available um, nowhere. But let us know. Is the half-elf bard a man or a woman? <laughs> oh, dear. Right, is that blind date done, then? <laughs> that's blind date done. Blind date done. Okay, thank you, Andy. Uh, what a splendid key branch will take us into the outro. <laughs> well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. I hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. Guess what? what? We did! <laughs> Oh dear, I'm still chuckling over over your uh, your, que- your answers <laughs> <laughs> to the questions. I've lost it a little bit. I need to compose myself. Compose, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, come come back in two weeks' time for the MOD PDM special, where we'll talk a little bit about the, the teams that we saw. Um, how the event went if i get the time maybe i'll try and capture some live audio on the day from some of the competitors oh yeah well we should see what they... defo do that yeah i'll just see see how it goes uh but I'll, I'll make an attempt no promises but let me see what i can put together um so come back in two weeks time to hear about all of that and what's going on in the world of modern 10 in 10 with a ministry of dice twist Otherwise, don't forget, we live stream every Wednesday over on our Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv forward slash MOD Extra. A live game of Dice Masters. Well, in fact, we've been played sort of two or three a night, haven't we? On a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and so come and hang out. Come join us in chat. Have a bit of a natter. Cheer one of us on. Talk about teams. Whatever. We'd love to see you there. Also, go to the YouTubes. Put in M-O-D-X-T-R-A and you'll find a host of amazing vodcasts about other things nerdy, like TV, films, comic books. No one's listening to it and it's really good. So have a go. You'll love it. The latest episode was very good. I thought we did a good job on that one. The Mod Extra channel, though, is an absolute mess of things <laughs> so if you like us just like a broad range of stuff and like a, a messy youtube channel then come along and join us yes there is no defined purpose to this uh, channel other than all the other stuff that isn't dice masters that we like to do 
Which is a lot because we do lots of nerdy things. We do. So check it out. You will enjoy it. The last episode is like nearly two hours long, so you can properly like wallow in our voices. <laughs> You're supposed to be selling it, dude. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? You can submerge That's... yourself in the fine tones of Chris and Andy's. They talk about all things television, movies, and comic books. That's right, Smashy. That's right. <laughs> Every two weeks. <laughs> talk about my charity work. <laughs> Is that charity, mate? You're involved in a charity. Laura, Laura, fun. And there was one other thing I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah, don't forget, we've got the Ministry of Dice Discord server now. Oh, we do. Uh, link, link will be in the show notes. We'd love to have you come along and join us. We talk about uh, Dice Masters and many other Dice Masters adjacent things, including other board games, uh, superhero movies and TV shows, uh, recent comic books, all sorts of stuff. Whatever, whatever anyone wants to talk about in that in that kind of nerdy realm of things, uh, we're quite quite happy to have you come along and join us. So please do take a minute to sign up and get involved in the conversation over there. Chris, Andy, do you know what? What? I'm not a massive fan of Discord. You've mentioned, but I do like ours. <laughs> I've noticed you have been in there a lot more frequently than I've ever seen you know, going right? to Discord. I was like, what is going on here? He actually replied within 24 hours to someone. It was a shock to my system. It's this like we created one that basically just deals with stuff I like. <laughs> so it's more interesting to look at. It's like it's like a Discord just about stuff that that I like like movies and TV. So, yeah, it has dragged me in. There you go. Well, we'll make a, a, a millennial or Generation Z convert of you, Do you. I don't understand those. I'm not entirely sure what I am. You are a millennial. No, I'm not. You are. I thought I was, what, I'm too, really? Yeah, no, it's it's actually often very widely misrepresented in the media. Uh, millennials are our generation. It's individuals who grew up in the birth of the computer age and would have been um, in their 20s when the millennium came. I was only just. Well, true, but it's, you're still a millennial. People born from 1980 onwards are considered millennials. What's a boomer? In, in fact, a boomer is, you know, pre-millennial people born 1980 beforehand um who struggle with technology or hold on to old-fashioned views that sounds more like me (laughs) well yeah i mean in terms of life outlook i can't i can't deny that (laughs) but but in terms of dictionary definition but the, the media the news often misuse millennials when they're actually describing generation z what's generation z zombies so generation Generation Z are born post-millennium and are part of the miniaturized age and the handheld digital age. Oh. So mobile phone, cell phone technology, internet prevalence. You are a Um, wealth of information. Well, I do try. So how the hell did you not know what blind date was? (laughs) Well, that's... Is that not the point? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, on that bombshell, 
<laughs> I've been Chris, otherwise known as Two Mr. Six. And I've been Scylla, a.k.a. Andy. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. Bye-bye. Right, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like I say, I, I knew I knew the format. I knew like how it works behind the screen, and then there's three of them, and you know I knew all that. I, under, I have all that in my head. I just didn't have any recollection of watching an episode. And when I actually sat down to do the questions, I was like, "Oh, um, what kind of questions do they ask?" Well, I'm very disappointed in you, Chuck. Where do you like to go on holiday? And it's not that at all. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me a bit about yourself. No, it's no. not that. <laughs> not that. We need cosplay and sexual innuendo. My favourite food is sausage. How do you like to eat your sausage? Mm. <laughs> that kind of shit.